You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Move With Radiance. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm so grateful that you are here with me. (laughs) We are going to jump right into this week's episode because it is so good. And I think it's a little bit longer than my usual episodes, but it is full of all of the good things. (laughs) If you are someone that has ever struggled with exercise, um, your body or movement, or I just said movement (laughs) with food, this is for you. (laughs) Um, We talk about so many things, but the main focus was around what it means and how to eat and move intuitively. I think over the years and with how much external Uh, stuff we're being fed on a constant basis, we have forgotten how to listen to our body. And we have gotten to this point of exercise and food being all about willpower and being all about good versus bad. And if I don't move, I'm bad. And if I eat this food, I'm bad. And if I do these other things, then I'm good. And I think the whole process of moving and fueling our body has turned into this horrible thing with all of the joy being sucked out of it. And it has just become this certain part of our life that we're either on track or we're off track and we're either good or we're bad. And we, my interview with Austin, we are seriously soul sisters. Our stories are so similar and the way we approach this stuff is very, very in line. Um, But we talk about a different way of being and thinking about these things. And that food and exercise doesn't have to be this life soul sucking thing. And it can come from a place of love and joy and fulfillment. And so we go into all of these things and it is so good. I mean, we just align (laughs) and have gone through very similar things when it comes to like placing all of this restriction around food and having your movement look a certain way and just our story and how we've sort of gotten past that or have started to change our mindset around that is very similar. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, It's so good. (laughs) And um, let me tell you first a little bit about Austin. Austin is an actor by trade and intuitive eater and mover by passion. She runs the Instagram blog, The Intuition Gym and Kitchen, talking about everything from body image, body acceptance, and body love to conjuring and emboldering your body's natural cravings to eat and move in the way only it knows it needs. This episode is so good. I really hope you enjoy it as much as I do. And here is Austin. Hi, Austin. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Oh, I'm thrilled. I can't, I'm thrilled that you even asked me. <laughs> I have been, well, you've, I think you found me. And then um, I started looking at your page and I was like, 
yes, we should be friends. I know, I know. We're definitely, and even in listening to the podcast over the last few days, I, I was like, this is a soul sister, man. Like so many things that we so see eye to eye on. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be connecting finally. Yeah. I think something that connects us and something I absolutely love about your work is the whole concept around intuitive movement. And so that's really what I want to dig into today. But before we start talking about that, I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I, uh, I'm an actor by trade. Um, and, um, I graduated college a year ago, almost exactly like this past weekend with marks the one year. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm young, but I'm in an industry where our bodies are, um, constantly under a microscope. Um, and so my journey, um, I, you know, kind of began in high school really, because I was, um, always doing shows and, um, I was always, I was the girl who did the high school musicals and the entire high school was watching me in some tiny little costume on the stage. <laughs> um, from a very young age, uh, I was very aware of the way that my body looked, um, and the way that it was perceived by other people, um, and very self-conscious about that. Um, so I, when I got to college, um, really started, honestly, I think it really began with, uh, following Instagram accounts that really promoted, um, clean eating and, um, certain diets and like visible abs and all of those things. And, um, began to become really brainwashed by all of those things. Um, and so I, I went through a, a period in college of some just really struggling with body image and with um, disordered eating and uh, with exercise addiction and um, and probably towards the end of my my college junior junior year, I had a breaking point where I was like, this is there has to be a way that I can feel free in all of this because I felt so trapped. Um, and I felt like I wasn't able to be the best version of myself because I was so consumed by these things that like, that was all that mattered. Um, which made me miserable, of course, because there's so much more to life than those things. Um, and so, uh, towards the end of college, I found, um, intuitive eating and I found a, an anti-diet approach. And to me, it seems completely radical and terrifying. Um, but the more research that I did and the more that I began to eliminate the very triggering Instagram accounts and, um, to really surround myself with, people who were talking about listening to your body as the best way to achieve health and wellness. Um, the more that a, an intuitive lifestyle seems attainable to me. Um, and I just continued to do that work. Um, and it absolutely transformed my entire life. Um, and so after graduating college and, and, living for about a year and a half in that way, um, a lot of people started coming up to me and saying like, I want to know more about this. I, I, so yeah, so I started the intuition gym and kitchen and, um, have been 
writing ever since and sharing this lifestyle because I feel like it's something that I just want everyone to be able to experience um, and to know that like you don't have to feel trapped by all of it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so I want to dig into you. My first question is let's talk a little bit more about intuitive movement because I yeah. think some people who might be new to this is like, okay, well, what does that mean? So right. what does that mean to you? And like, how have you just, I know you talked about a little bit how you kind of discovered that, but like, what does that look like to you? And why is that so important with just everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you talked about how it's so freeing. So let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think that we have an idea as a society that like fitness has to be one particular thing. Um, and I know that I definitely did to me working out was one thing and it, and it was going to the gym and doing a very intense cardio workout and following it by weights and then ending it with abs. And if I didn't do that, then it was like that my day was like ruined and I didn't, I wasn't, you know, worthy and so many negative thought spirals. Um, but I was really made miserable by that uh, very narrow concept of what movement and what exercise was. And um, as soon as I began to realize that movement was about so much more um, and could be so much more and that going for a walk or um, dancing around my house um, were really beneficial forms of movement and that that would, um, for lack of a better term, that that, that movement would count. Mm. I'm using very heavy air quotes in that. <laughs> um, but we are, I think we're so concerned with like, was that enough? Was that exercise enough? And then I think that that idea kind of paralyzes us. And then we end up not even moving because it's like, oh my gosh, if I don't get to the gym and do this horrible thing and this thing that we're dreading, then it doesn't, it's not even worth doing. Um, so then we end up not moving at all and we don't get any of the benefits from, from movement, you know? Um, so yeah, I think for me, it was about opening my mind to all of the, the, to the myriad of possibilities in terms of movement. Um, and being willing to accept whatever I truly wanted to do that day, um, which is always different. Like, of course, like our bodies are constantly changing and the way that we slept last night and, you know, the food that we've eaten or the, you know, all of these things are going to make our bodies want to move in a different way. And like nine times out of 10, if you ate a big meal, probably you don't really want to go run a bunch of miles. Like, you know, that isn't our natural uh, instinct. And yet we force ourselves to do so many different kinds of movement because we think that we have to. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, that's like the way I've, my, our stories are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I found so much freedom in that same place where it was like, I was the same way. It was like, go to the gym, intense cardio, weights, abs, and then it counts. And right. if I didn't do that, I would work out because it was like, well, there's no point. Right. Um, and so same thing. Like now I wake up and I'm like, what do I feel like doing today? And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes right. it's a walk and sometimes yeah. it's a hit, you know, a hit workout or something. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I think, so the, like the way that I um, try to talk to people about it is like uh, scrolling through a mental Rolodex of your options. And I think about this in terms of eating as well. Like you have so many options and when you only think about movement in one particular way, then of course it's going to feel like you're dreading it. But I think about it. So like I wake up in the morning and yeah, sometimes I'm like, no, I really don't want to move today. And that is like a very conscious thing. I don't, it's not, it's not what I need. Um, so that's always an option. And then, uh, Otherwise, I, I scroll through this, this mental Rolodex and I think about, okay, like what sounds good? Do I want to do some yoga? Do I want to go for a walk with my dog? Do I want to um, go for a run? Do I want to lift weights? Like, does that sound really awesome to me right now? Do I want to do something where I'm really sweaty? Do I want, you know, and, and the options are endless and I try to just continue adding options. Um, and... And to allow myself, I mean, I think at this point, like we have so many resources at our fingertips because you can go online and whatever your mind is dreaming up, like sometimes I just want to dance. That's like, all I want to do is I just want to like dance in my underwear and like be a goofball. And I can literally go online and be like, dance, cardio, hip hop, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm just by myself in my living room, but like, you can do that now. YouTube has this amazing um, plethora of options. So you can find whatever it is that you want to be doing and however you want to move. Like we have so many options. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to know. So I know you said like something you started doing was like removing the triggering accounts and Mm -hmm. kind of taking this ownership of like, I don't need these external forces like telling me what to do because I think that that's kind of the thing today is like a lot of people rely on others for their next step in right. terms of like okay well they have this body I want that body so what work without workout are they doing like it's it's so reliant on other people how yes. do we start transitioning to being more intuitive where we're actually listening to our bodies like because I, I know I feel like mm-hmm. that transition is really hard for some people it's so hard. It's still hard for me, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and, and I feel like I, I feel like this is something that I'm practicing constantly. So, you know, but it's still a challenge. It's still a challenge. Um, I think, yes, absolutely. Removing those triggering accounts, removing accounts that tell you, if you want to look like this, this is how you have to move. Um, and then I think the even harder thing, because we've been programmed our whole lives to believe that this is true, I think is, is removing the idea that we have, that are, we're moving in order to look a certain way. Mm. Um, so no, um, going for a walk is not, is not, um, like I'm not going for a walk in pursuit of a certain body. Um, and I'm not doing this dance cardio video in pursuit of a certain body. My movement has no, um, correlation to the way that my body looks. That's not why I'm choosing to move. Um, and I think that that is the thing that is like the hardest thing to wrap your head around. Um, yeah, (laughs) it's like, yeah, (laughs) so many people and well, it's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I don't blame any of us because I feel that exercise has in the fitness industry and the diet industry has transformed all of it 
to be so you can have this body. Like, yeah, the messaging, beach body abs, you know. Yes. Like, thunder, like get rid of those thunder thighs. Yes. Inappropriate language like that that makes us feel shamed for whatever mm-hmm. body we have. So it's oh, no wonder. Yeah. Of course. And think about like every, you know, I mean, I'm sure that you will, will know what I'm talking about from your days of going through the same things. But, but like think about every program that you ever purchased, mm. um, which I'm sure you purchased many. Um, and like how many times was I like, oh yeah, like, this is going to be the one that's going to like, you know, make my body look the way that I want it to because that's what they were trying to sell to us. You know, like that's what they wanted us to think is like, oh, okay, finally, I'm going to be able to look the way that I want to look because of this program. That's what they're selling. So of course, that's what we think of, you know, like it's not, we're not at fault in that. Um, But it does mean that it's just like really freaking hard to get rid of that mentality because if we've been subscribing to these things for even a few years, let alone like, 10 years, however long it's been, it's, it's hard, you know? Um, so I think to go back to your question, um, like the, the way that I started to do that was, um, by waking up and doing like a full body scan, um, and kind of just like taking, taking note. So like, how is my body feeling today? Um, and I would go like body part to body parts. Um, and it would be kind of like a, okay. So, um, you know, I, I, I wake up this morning and how does my whole, how does my whole body feel? I'm feeling a little sore. I slept a little weird last night. Um, so I have kind of a crick in my neck. Um, I am feeling hungry or I am feeling bloated or I'm feeling like whatever it is, um, just kind of taking note of everything that's going on in your body. And sometimes that may be like, wow, I feel rad right now. Like I feel so great. I got so much sleep and that's awesome. And I feel like I'm just bursting with energy. Um, love those mornings, but that's not always the case, you know? Um, so really being able to just kind of accept whatever that body scan tells me is very helpful and being like, okay, this is where, this is where I am this morning. Um, and moving from there. Um, so knowing that like whatever my movement is for that day is going to be what my body needs based on that body scan and not based on all of the negative thoughts that I might be having about my body in that morning or not based on like what I want my body to look like, but truly just based on like my body scan and how I'm feeling in that moment. Um, and I still use that tactic all the time. Like, I think that that is like the simplest thing to come back to. Um, and it sometimes just takes a really long time too to be able to even know how your body's feeling because we are so detached from our bodies sometimes that like just the mere act of like checking in with your body and scanning for however you're feeling it's like really hard you know yeah we've been taught to disconnect because we've been taught that we can't trust ourselves we can't trust our yes. bodies yes yes because- you know, it's going to, if, if I know, like I can't eat sweets because sweets are going to be bad. It, it just, we have this total right. disconnect. So if our body is like, well, I don't want to do that hit workout. 
then you're, you know, it's almost like this moment of freak out where it's like, wait a minute, like, I can't trust that. No, of course. Of course. Yeah. And another thing that the fitness industry thrives on is this idea that like you, um, when you're feeling unmotivated, like, you know, that's when it's important to really push yourself. I was like, yeah, like what if it's not motivation, (laughs) right? Like what if it's not about like self-control and like motivation? What if it's just about the fact that like, no, like my body doesn't want to do this right now. Like that, that is enough. And innately we have these feelings for a reason. And like, you know, what if it isn't about being motivated or unmotivated or like, oh, I'm having a lazy day. Oh, no. Like, yes, no. (laughs) I wish wish that people could see our faces right now because we're both like, ah! (laughs) Like large hand gestures. I know. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like that stuff boils my freaking blood because yeah. then again, it's a no wonder some of us hate exercising because that's the thing around it. I know. I know. Just push yeah. through. Right. And it's like, I don't fucking yes. want to do that. No, my God. It makes you miserable. Of course. Like that's, yeah. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine recently and he was like, every time I go to the gym, I feel like I'm, I'm working out in a certain way because I'm supposed to look a certain way. And so he was like, I, I like lift weights and I like do these things. And literally the entire time I just hate it. And then I leave and I don't feel better. I just feel like I spent an hour of my life hating myself even more than, than when I went there. You know what I mean? And he was like, so what do I do? Like, that's the only way that I know to move. I don't know. Like, I don't want to move in any other way. So I'll just be, I'll just be like sitting on the couch. And I was like, I don't believe that. I was like, think about like, think about a way that you, a way that you like to move in your like everyday life. Like, like, do you enjoy your walk to the train station? Like, do you, you know, it doesn't have to be what you think movement is like literally any way. And he was like, well, my family um, like our heritage has like a specific kind of dance. And I used to love dancing like that with my family and we would dance for like hours and I'd just be like sweaty and like, you know, and I, that's my favorite way to move. And I was like, so, so why don't you find a class? You know what I mean? Like that is, and he was like, what? I was like, that's, that you don't have to go to the gym. Like that's movement. If you're looking to just move, like you should do that, you know, because that's the last time that you remember enjoying movement. And like that absolutely qualifies 100%. Um, but it's such a mind blowing concept to us because like, we don't think about that as, as exercise, you know, or as, as movement that is worth, um, like, I don't know. I think that like fitness and movement are sometimes very different, but I think that for all intents and purposes, like I should be able to, I should be able to say that that is fitness. Like I, I have a fit body because I like to walk and because I like to dance and, um, you know, those things make me strong and they make my heart strong and, and they also make me happy. And like, that is more important than anything else, you know? So We've lost yeah. that too. I don't think oh, yeah. we know what makes us happy with working out. 
And that's why we don't do it sometimes, or that's why it, right. it goes on such a, I hate this term so much, but the on track off track. Yes. My gosh. I yes. You go into that. But yeah. I think that's why there is that mentality because you feel disciplined for a certain period of time. And so you go at it, but in the back of your mind, you hate everything about it. So mm-hmm. then you get tired of it. And then you quote, fall off track and yes, then yes. you go through a period of nothing or, you know, and that's why we have such giant binge. Like there's just such cycles in this whole thing instead of right. consistent, like, yeah, I'm just moving for joy. And right. eating for joy. And that it, it does like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think too, um, like one of the most amazing things that I discovered, like the first time that I had probably like a week or two where I just didn't want to move. And I was freaking out because in my mind, I was like, what if I never want to move again? Like, what if I, you know, and this is going to completely like, you know, what's going on? The on track, off track mentality. Like I'm totally, I've gone off the deep end. What is, you know, what's happening? And it was truly like a week or two where my body was just like not having it. And the morning that I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to run around the block and do 50 jumping jacks and then have a dance party. And then, you know what I mean? I just like so desperately wanted to move my body. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. I can trust this. I can totally trust this because my body knows what it wants when it wants it. And if I just accept that, like, for some reason, I needed those two weeks of rest and coming back to movement after that, because my body truly craves it and wants to move, like bursting at the seams, wants to move. Like, isn't that such an incredible, like joyful experience to allow your body to have, as opposed to like, you know, forcing myself to do that for those two weeks that I was miserable, miserable. And then creating a habit around that movement where like now it's just a miserable experience, Mm. you know? So like the first moment that I really realized that I could trust my body and it was the same. I mean, I felt the same way about food of like, you know, what if I never crave healthy food again? The the fact of the matter is like, it's just not going to happen. You know, your body will bring you back to, to the things that you are afraid that, um, that it's never going to want again. Like your body will always know what it needs. And sometimes that's going to be rest and pizza and ice cream. And sometimes that's going to be a green smoothie and going for a run. And the more that we're able to like allow it to be all of those things, not black and white, but very much gray, you know, the easier it actually feels Yeah. And when we, I think we're in this, when we're in the place of distrust, it's really hard because you're like, I want the brownie, but I can't have the brownie. And then go through (laughs) a period of eating six pans of brownies, which, you know, and, and then, and then you're like, I can't trust myself around sweets. So I need to not touch this. And so then you go through what I call, it's like, it's like you're placing this shiny object on the brownies and you tell your kid, you can't have the brownies and all they want are these brownies because you said you can't have them. Of course. Once you start lifting the restrictions and just purely coming from an intuitive place, you have one brownie and you're like, Oh, I'm full. Yeah. Or you have six and you're like, okay, maybe that was too many. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's all about feeling now. 
right. It's, it, there's no, there's none of this mind, you're bad, you're good thought process. Right. Yes, totally. And I do find, I do find that, um, it's very difficult to be an intuitive eater and follow a fitness plan or to be an intuitive mover and to be, be on a specific diet. Um, because so much of it is intertwined. It's like, you, you have to be like totally balls to the wall, abandoned, like, no, it's me and my body. That's it. It's not about this other person's plan or this other person's idea of what it is. Like I have to completely reject all of that and allow myself to just be with my body in this moment. Like I think that that's the only way to do it because it is hard. There are so many messages. And if you have messages from one side, um, even if you're trying to move intuitively, but you're still following a diet, Mm. um, I do think that it kind of clouds your ability to really understand what your body is trying to communicate to you. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, I want to get your thoughts on this too. So, you know, there's a lot of like, eat this healthy alternative, you know? So like, yeah, I don't know, healthy brownies or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's great if you're like craving that, or you can make that whatever. But if, if you're, if you're doing that so that you don't eat this sweet or so that you don't put your hands in the cookie jar because you can't control yourself around that. That's when I think it be, it's still, it's not like you're not on a diet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, you know I know what you mean. I'm not on a diet, but use this healthy alternative. You know what I mean? Like you're still on yes. a diet. <laughs> yes. I, I no, I totally know what you mean. And and I think about this a lot too, because so I, on, on my Instagram, I do, I post a lot of, um, recipes and they are often things like, um, you know, chickpea shortbread cookies, which like, let me just tell you, that's not a shortbread cookie. And if you think that it's going to be like, you're going to be sadly disappointed <laughs> because it's not, um, but the thing that I, and I always try to, to talk about this when I do post recipes like that is that, um, like I'm the kind of person that like wants to be able to eat like shortbread cookies, like for breakfast, like I want, and like for lunch and like, you know, so what's great about these things is that like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make these and then I'm going to make like a smoothie bowl and put a bunch of shortbread cookies on top of it. And, and then when I want to have a shortbread cookie later in the day, then I'm just going to eat the cookie. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that those like healthy alternatives are really good for like, if you're the kind of person that, um, likes to like make meals out of like sweets and stuff like that. Like I love to eat stuff like that, but I also want to be able to like, know that I'm going to feel really good and be able to like live my life. And if I ate a meal of shortbread cookies, like <laughs> probably I would feel not so great <laughs> for the rest of the day. Um, but when it comes to like whatever I'm craving dessert wise, which like, let me tell you, like I probably eat ice cream every day <laughs> because, because I just like, I know that, that if I want to have that thing, then, then just eat the thing. You know what I mean? Like eat the snack, have it, enjoy it. And then move on with your life. Like if you try to tell yourself that you don't actually want that and like, "Mm, no, I actually would rather eat this like date and (laughs) almond crisp that tastes like 
terrible instead of this amazing Girl Scout cookie that's in front of me. Like, obviously that's just not, (laughs) it's not going to be comparable and you're still going to want the Girl Scout cookie. You are because trying to convince yourself that you want the healthy alternative over just the thing that you're truly craving, you're never going to be successful at that. Um, (laughs) Just never. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. But I think it's hard too, like, um, like that is another thing that is like so common is like, Oh, if I eat this thing, then maybe I, maybe I won't want to eat the bad food. Yes. Right. Like if I eat this good version, then I probably am not going to crave the bad one. That's like where right there is, I think. Yes. Right. It is absolutely the issue. And I think that like, if we just eat the thing good or bad, throw it out the window. Like this is the cookie and I want to eat this cookie and I'm going to eat the cookie. Here it is. I'm going to enjoy every bite. It was amazing. Then like, I think most of the time we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like (laughs) this is exactly what I wanted. And I allowed myself to eat it. And that's a strange sensation because I haven't felt that in a long time, but like that, that was absolutely satisfying. And I think um, just in general, finding a way to incorporate pleasure and satisfaction in eating and in moving was another thing that was very, very helpful to me um, because I had lost all joy and pleasure in both of those things, you know? And so like just knowing that it's okay to move your body in a way that actually feels good or to eat the foods that actually taste amazing. And you're like, this is like, I haven't had something like this in so long. Like, you know, pleasure is something that we should seek in our lives. And we so often try to strip it away when it comes to food and exercise. Um, that was like a little sidebar. (laughs) No, it's so good. I, it's so good because we, we have totally stripped the pleasure from those things. And it's like, what's the freaking point? Really? Yes. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. This is our, this is our life. Like we're, you know what I mean? Like we're, and how much time do we spend eating in a lifetime? Like why would we want, why would we want to make it such a a stressful and, and like, and to try to strip all pleasure from that experience, you know, it, it, when you think about it that way, and of course it's far more complicated than that, but, but when you think about it that way, um, it does seem completely ridiculous that we would try to strip pleasure from something that we do spend quite a lot of time doing in our lives, you know? Yeah. And I think it just comes back to trying to understand like, well, what do I actually like rather than listening to everyone else? Right. That's, that's hard because we have shut that off for so long. Yeah, absolutely. And I think honestly, like that's probably the number one question that people ask me is like, okay, so if, even if I am able to reconcile uh, these thoughts in my head and, and I'm able to say like, okay, I'm going to commit to intuitive eating and like ditch all of the diet plans. I don't actually know how to access my cravings. Mm. Like I don't, I forget how to do that. How do I access my cravings? And that's probably the number one thing that people ask me is like, I don't even, 
I don't even remember the last time that I allowed myself to eat what I want. So I don't, so I don't even know what it, like, I don't even know what my body is trying to tell me. Um, and, and that's like one of the things that, um, is most exciting to me about the process because I think it's like the most fun part is relearning how to figure out what, what you want to eat. And to me, it's like another, I, we're going on a tangent again about I want it. instead of movement. Um, <laughs> but I do think they, they like, so go hand in hand. Totally. Um, uh, but it's, uh, I think the mental Rolodex concept is the most helpful to me in terms of food as well, because you can, for every meal, once you decide that you're hungry and you feel what that feels like, and you're like, okay, am I hungry? Yes. The answer is yes. What's the next step? What do I want to eat? And you go through this mental Rolodex of like, okay, so I could eat anything in the entire world. Literally, there is no option that is off limits to me. I can eat whatever I want. So I go through, I start thinking, do I want salty or sweet? Sweet or savory? And if I can decide that, then I go from there. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, do I want like Italian food? Do I want Mexican food? Do I want Thai food? I go through all of these different things. Because I feel like the more options that we have, the less restricted we feel. Um, And you can start to piece together an entire meal based on the flavors that you're craving and the, um, you know, whether you want something that's sweet or salty or spicy or whatever that is, and kind of being able to put together your ideal meal for that moment based on what sounds good. And it feels like it's like a, a mental thing, but I guarantee that like, it's your body speaking, you know, when you think about those things, whatever sounds good in that moment, it's because your body is craving it, you know? So that's kind of the way that I always talk about it too. Um, in terms of like, and that idea is so, so exciting for somebody who hasn't, hasn't felt a craving and really answered it. And so long, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun kind of process to get re reattune yourself to your own body, and and just being like, yeah, everything is. There's no off limits here. It's like everything's possible. You know, I remember when I first started doing this, I was actually dating my current boyfriend, and he yeah. was like, "Let's get pizza," and I'm like, "Pizza? Like what? <laughs> you know, like I don't eat pizza during the week. You know? Yeah, yeah, and all this kind of stuff. And then you start having it, and you're like, okay, I'm okay." I'm okay. Yeah. My God. Like, huh. I really actually do want a salad today. Like that's right. something my body's asking for. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to have the salad, you know, and then instead, and then say you do have, you know, the entire gallon of ice cream, you know, <laughs> then it's like, huh, I feel pretty bad after that. So I'm not a bad person. That's just information. Maybe yes. next time I'll have half of this, you right. know, and totally. that's, coming from that mindset where there's no good, bad, you're not good, bad. Everything is, has, there's an option for everything. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it, you said freeing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the other day I was, um, walking down the street. So I live in New York city and I was walking down the street. Um, and I passed, it was a, like a beautiful day. And I passed the Mr. Softy ice cream truck at like probably seven different 
avenues. Like I was like, what is going on? You know? And there was a time where I, every time I saw it, I would have been like, Oh God, I, like I, this is something from my childhood that I loved. Like I loved getting an ice cream cone. It was like, you know, my favorite thing. And there was a time in my life where I would have at every avenue been like, God, I want that. And I can't have it. I want that. And I can't have it. Mm. And, and I felt like it was such an important moment for me because as I passed every single Mr. Softy ice cream truck, I was like, huh, like I could totally eat that right now, but I really don't want it. Yeah. Like, and then I passed it again. And I was like, I feel like this is the universe telling me something, you know? And then I passed it again and again and again. And I was like, no, I, I really don't want this right now. Like, it's like, that's, I could, I could eat it, but I don't, I don't want it. And like, what an incredible reminder that like, whoa, there was a time where, because I had place so much emphasis on this food. And I said that I couldn't have it, that I would have, I would have probably immediately been like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm by myself. Nobody's around to watch me. And like, I, I, I'm totally going to get this thing because, you know, and then I would have felt ashamed of eating it. Mm. But just to know that like my body, my body allows myself to eat those things when I want them. And like also has days where I it's like, a, nah, that doesn't sound good to me right now. You know, for some reason, I want to have a freaking green juice instead of a Mr. Softy. And that's crazy, you know, but it's not because I'm telling myself one is better than the other. It's just because maybe tomorrow I'll want to eat that Mr. Softy, but today I don't. And, you know, even if I did want it today and then I wanted it tomorrow and the next day, that would also be okay. You know, whatever it is, is like, is okay. And your body will find a balance within all of it. Yeah. I had the same freaking experience with, for Christmas, our, um, one of our coworkers got us these big, like my absolute favorite, um, assorted chocolates, the best big container of them. And Uh I just kept them in my desk and I was like, Oh yeah, I can have these whenever I want. Mm -hmm. I kept them in my desk for like four or five months. Isn't that crazy? My coworkers like, how do you still have these? I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, and it was like, they were always previously, they would be taunting me. And one day when no one was there, I would have eaten the whole box. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh yeah, I can have these whenever I want. I would literally, Oh, I feel like a chocolate. I would have one chocolate and that was, or I'd have three, you know, whatever. But it was all about what my body was asking for. And it, it was like, wow, this is really cool. I yeah. can trust myself to have what I want when I want it. <laughs> yes. And those moments I think are like the most incredible. And, and I think for some people they're like, what? Why is that so exciting to you? But it is like from coming from a place of being tortured by food and, and having food sort of like hanging over your head mm. all the time um, to be able to just be like, no, I'm in control now. And it's not, it's not a matter of like willpower Mm. or of like telling myself that like, you know, no, I'm going to be disciplined. Like, no, it isn't about that. Like I'm in control and I'm in the driver's seat, not because I'm taking control over the situation, but because naturally in my natural state, my body knows what it wants. And that is the control of the situation. Like I, I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is sit back and relax. And I'm, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to know what I want and need, you know, oh, those I, moments are so amazing. <laughs> like, so yes, it's, uh, it's so refreshing to like, I don't know, hear someone else say that too, because you do feel strange where you're like, I'm so empowered right now and I'm not in control, but I am in control. Right. right. And weird, but, you know, <laughs> yes, totally. like, you just, to, to, to be able to turn off all of that, so yeah. much more in your life opens up that you just did not see before. And this level of joy and happiness that was not present that you felt like you were seeking for every single day just yeah. shows up because you're honoring yourself. Yeah. It's, I think that's like the the most amazing thing about it all is that like, I feel like since moving toward a more intuitive lifestyle, like I just have so much more to bring to, to my life because, because everything that I am as a human being is no longer clouded by the fear of what I'm going to eat next and the guilt of what I ate two hours ago and how I'm going to fit my workout in that day. And all of these things that put a sort of film over who you are. And as soon as you begin to just like release all of these things that have control over you, that film is lifted. And suddenly you're like, you know, so I I mean, this is why I love that, that this podcast is called move with radiance because I, I really believe that that is the thing that is what we're working toward. And when we release all of these things, like we are our absolute most radiant version of ourselves. Um, and I don't think that we're able to be truly radiant if we're clouded by all of these, these thoughts and, and fears and, um, and like ways of controlling those parts of our lives you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that was the whole reason behind all of it. Like that whole piece, like coming from this place of like true knowing of who you are and what your body like is asking for, you're able to move through the day with that light. That yeah. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful yes. thing to be able to achieve. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and yet like, at this point, it's like, gosh, how could I ever have, how could I ever have allowed those silly little trivial things that my body naturally takes care of to have so much control when like, you know, there is so much more to life than food and exercise, (laughs) you know, and my body, because we're all, we have so much more to offer than just the way that our bodies look, you know, so much more. Not... I think that's the place where I struggle with so much is how, because there is still such an obsession in today's world with looking a certain way. Yeah. And so that is why all of these choices are made from this fear-based place because we're in a constant state of avoidance and, you know, it's so hard to like, tell someone, you'll just stop caring. And I think it goes so much deeper than that. Of course. Where it's like, you know, where is that coming from? Why do you want to look that way? And it does take a lot of self-internal work to be able to like understand, you know, where that's coming from. And then to be able to address that instead of trying to control it all with food and exercise. Yes. So I'm going to, you know, it it is a, a committed journey 
to go on, but to get to this point, I wouldn't want it any other way. (laughs) No, of course. Of course. And I totally agree with you. I think, you know, even I'm in the business that I'm in, I'm constantly being tested because I have costume fittings and have to send my measurements to people. And there are so many things that keep me trapped in the idea that I am just a body. Mm. Um, And something that I, a tool that I use that I think is really helpful to anyone is just like, before I go into a costume fitting where I know that there are going to be three people standing around my you know, naked body, like pinning things and making alterations and like making comments inevitably about the way that my body looks. Um, such a, (laughs) such a vulnerable place to be in. Um, I always try to just remind myself before I go into these situations that like I was hired for this job because of everything that I have to offer this, this show or this production And I highly doubt that the way that I, that my body looks is going to have any bearing on the work that I'm going to do. And they did not hire me because of my body. Mm -hmm. So if the costume fits a little differently than I thought it was going to, it doesn't matter. That's it's, that is not why I'm here. That is not my work is the most important thing. The person that I am is the most important thing. And I know that those things will continue to thrive as long as I don't allow them to get lost in the, the doubts that I'm having about the way that my body looks. And, um, you know, I do think it's hard because, because for, for so many of us, it's like, that is such an important part of our lives. And we've been conditioned to feel like it, that, that our bodies are such an important part of our lives. Um, and it, it is, it's like absolutely an internal journey of every day waking up and reminding yourself that like, yes, body love and body acceptance are so important in whatever state your body is in. But what's far more important than that is remembering that like it, at the end of the day, everything that is in, is inside of us is, is what matters. And like, that is, those are the things that people remember. Nobody's going to leave a conversation or an interaction with you and be like, wow, like that girl's body is X, Y, Z. No, every time someone leaves an interaction with you, they think, wow, like that, her energy is so wonderful. Or I really like her, you know, perspective on blah, blah, blah. It's like, those are the things that matter. And the more that we cultivate and allow those things to grow, um, the less of an emphasis we, we put on our bodies as we move through the world. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a constant journey, not one that ever, definitely not a destination, something that I think we all have to work on all the time. And, um, it's an, it's an everyday endeavor for sure. Absolutely. I mean, still like I have days where, you know, I was, I was home in Ohio and first, that was the first time I've ever like not, I haven't been like obsessed with getting my workout in. I'm not going to say that those thoughts didn't come up and that it wasn't hard Mm -hmm. because of course I was like, I I need to, uh, I'm, I'm like 
needing to work out, but do I need to work out? Why am I feeling this way? You know? And it was kind of that yeah. place of fear. Like well, I, haven't, I haven't moved in five days. Like, you know, kind of that, I don't know, those thoughts still come up, but it's, it's being able to have the tools to bring it back to like, I don't know it to not fall into the circle of downward spiral shit talking. And yes. Yes. Like going back to that place. So yes. it's definitely, it's always, a, it's going to be a, forever a work in progress, but yeah, you have the tools. Absolutely. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. I, so I, <laughs> I was like looking through some of your posts and <laughs> I wanted to read a couple quotes that, well, some, some of the, something that you've said. Um, and I think that this is just really beautiful to kind of bring everything full circle and like to connect all of it, but to experience a movement of freedom that has absolutely nothing to do with the the body. And then you say read vessel you're Mm -hmm. living in. We don't have to change the bodies we're in to feel free. So just kind of coming back to that whole, our body is just the vessel we're living in and everything is within. I just think that's so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, you know, like I think the thing that I always want to, um, to make sure that I'm talking about whenever I possibly can, is that like, you know, I write about all of these things and like, most of the time I'm writing about them because I need to hear them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like so many of us that are in this, I, I'm so grateful to be a part of the movement that we are both a part of. Um, it's a really wonderful community and I don't even know how I got so lucky to be a part of so many awesome human beings who are like really changing the way that we think about an industry that has completely overtaken our society. <laughs> um, so that, that is something that I'm so grateful for, but, um, I'm always reminded within all of it that like so many of us are talking about things that we are still actively struggling with and actively pursuing. Um, and that we are just as much still on this journey as anyone else who is reading the things that we write. Um, so I think in terms of that particular thing, like, I remember writing that and it was absolutely something that I needed to hear, you know? Um, it was coming from a place of being like, ah, you know, like this is, um, of like feeling, uh, a lack of freedom in my life and feeling like I was feeling a little trapped by the type of movement that I felt like I had to do in that moment. Um, and having to readjust my mindsets. Um, so, you know, I just think it's always important to, to remind the people who are listening and the people who are reading that like, you know, yeah, I, I, when you read that, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I need to, I still need to hear that. Uh, you know, like it's, it, we are all writing these things because we still, we need to hear them too. And, you know, I, and I'm always so grateful to read things that you write and to read things that other people write in this community because I, you know, I'm always grateful for those reminders. Isn't um, that a, I think that's so beautiful because <clears throat> you're so right. <laughs> like <laughs> the stuff I write, I'm like, shit, I was struggling with this today. And yep. 
And yeah, that's also what I think is so I 110 billion bajillion percent agree with everything you said, like to be a part of this is like, I can't even express like how grateful I am to have this amazing group of women who just are making waves in this space. And to know, I think there is this level of vulnerability that you don't get other places. And to know that like, these people don't have it all figured out. We all don't have it figured out. We're just trying to do something different in this world. And that creates this amazing connection to know that we're not alone. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I'm grateful too, that like, that I think that we're all on the same page about being transparent in this is like, you know, like we're all kind of like, listen, like I do not have it figured out. But like, let me offer this nugget that I thought about this morning while I was like pulling my hair out over this, you know, this anxiety that I'm feeling like this one little nugget came out of like a huge anxiety moment. And like, I'm going to offer this little nugget instead of my huge anxiety moment to you, because that's what you'll benefit from. But like, let's make it clear that it did come from a huge anxiety moment so that, you know, that when you're in your huge anxiety moments, you can maybe be like, okay, no, no, no. Like I'm not alone in this. We are all absolutely going through so many of the same things. Um, even if we're like, even if we've been on this journey for a seemingly very long time, we still, still have those moments. So yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a movement based in transparency, which is cool. Which that's what I love because it connects the humanness that we all experience because we all not, there's just so many things. Like there's not a single person who's like, Oh, I make big green smoothie today after I did my six pack ab workout and life is so beautiful. It's like, that's not, I'm sure it is great, but like it is not rainbows and peaches 24 seven. No, no. (laughs) Yes, of course. Yeah. And I think, and I think what's awesome about it is that like, you know, I, um, I have completely eliminated those six pack ab green smoothie accounts from my life and from my feed. Um, but I hear so often from people who follow me that like, I am such an anomaly when it comes to their feed because they still are following so many people who are promoting those things. Mm. And so we sometimes get lost because we think like we surround ourselves with people who think the same way that we do. And we, we support people who are also like very much in pursuit of transparency. Um, but we forget that like, we still like our work is still, we still need to be doing this, you know, because it's still rare to find somebody who's talking fairly openly and transparently about their lives and their struggles. Um, because it is still more popular to show the green smoothie and the six packs, six pack abs. And, um, and that's what a lot of people are still seeing on their feeds. So it's good to remember, you know, even though we're surrounding ourselves with it, um, it, it's still, we're still, you know, we have a lot more work to do. Yeah. How I've been thinking about this topic recently and I think people, who maybe want to be part of this and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to make these changes and I'm ready to be more intuitive. And, mm-hmm. um, maybe they've gone through and removed their triggering accounts. And mm-hmm. so now they're, 
maybe the, the one in their friend group that is, is spearheading this, you know, what kind of changes or what things can, can we start doing right now in our day-to-day life to start positively communicating this change within a sea of six pack abs movie people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot, I think a lot about this as well. And I, and people ask this a lot. I think I also, I, I get a question that is very much related to this, which is like, how do I feel comfortable going out to lunch with my girlfriends when everyone is ordering a salad and I choose to order the burger and the French fries because that's truly what I want. Like, how, how do I do that? How can I possibly feel okay about that? Um, and I, yeah, like I like so know how that feels and it's, and it's crazy. Um, I think that one of the main things is, is just kind of, finding a way and it's so so difficult but but finding a way to um to try to disconnect yourself from how other people are perceiving your your life in general but the way your food intake and your exercise and your body um and to really just continue and just like hammer it into yourself that this is a relationship between you and your body and that yes it's going to feel like shit when other people are are judging you mm-hmm. inevitably and like you know whatever whatever they're thinking and saying it's going to hurt but it doesn't it that is not what this is about like this is this is your relationship with your body and those people are probably not going to be in your life forever. You know, maybe they will be, maybe some of them will be, but you have an entire life to live with your body. And if you don't do this work now, you're going to be struggling with this forever, you know, and you don't have to. So coming back to the relationship that is most important in your life, which is just you and your body, the only, you know, the vessel and, and everything that's inside of it that, is going to be there for the longest time. You got to spend a lot of time with your body, you know, <laughs> um, being able to kind of come back to that and disconnecting from all of the other judgments and things that people might be feeling about you, um, I think is, is very important. And then in terms of like talking uh, about it, um, with your friends, Uh, I just had somebody ask me this recently too, of like, I'm, I'm in a group of girls who are constantly talking about, um, talking negatively about their bodies and, um, talking about how they've gained weight and how they really need to like go on the latest juice cleanse and like, you know, all of the things that, that are just like the most triggering, um, things to say. Um, and when, I think for me, when I hear, women saying that. And I don't, I don't mean to generalize and and say that it's only women. I, it's absolutely something that, um, that we all struggle with. Um, but in this particular circumstance, it was women, uh, that like when I'm, when I'm in those situations, I usually try to be like, huh, like, you know, and you you have to be very delicate about it because, Mm -hmm. um, nobody likes somebody to be like, no, no negative body talk 
that's, you know, like get out of here. That's not what we want to do. Like that's not helpful. So just kind of trying to raise awareness and be like, Hey, um, do you like, you know, why, why have you been feeling like that about your body? Like, is there, do you feel like there's like something, you know, something that, that happened or is there like a certain, uh, body type that you feel like you're supposed to have or, cause I think, like, I think you're beautiful, you know, like, I think you're, I think you're amazing and trying to kind of like get to the root of some of their feelings and just to open a dialogue. And a lot of the times, um, when people are talking negatively about their bodies, just kind of allowing for the space to be like, let's talk about like where those things come from. Like, I know that like, I feel I feel negatively about my body in these situations. And like, usually those feelings come from here and trying to just kind of identify where those thoughts come from, um, is really helpful. And like, sometimes just providing a space to be able to talk about those things is really all you can do. And it is like planting a seed that that will allow people to start thinking about it in a different way. Um, but that is not like overwhelming or hitting someone over the head with your thoughts. Um, Uh, but yeah, I think in general, it's like not being a person who is lecturing or teaching, but merely just providing a space to allow them to start thinking about things, maybe in a different way about the way that they're feeding themselves or the way that they're moving or the way that they feel about their bodies, allowing for space to start a dialogue as opposed to, um, as opposed to lecturing, I think is usually our best tool you know no one likes to be lectured <laughs> no yeah and it but it's a hard it's a hard thing it's and especially hard. like you know I love talking to you Stephanie because like we're both so passionate about it that we're like ah you know <laughs> we're like feeding off of each other's excitement about the topic um but I do find that sometimes that passion uh when you feel so passionately about something it, it, it can um kind of get in the way of your ability to communicate with someone in a gentle way mm. and um and just really just kind of allowing for the space for that conversation to potentially happen or for the seed to be planted as opposed to really like, you know, bring it in. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I've definitely been there when you get too passionate about it. It's like, okay, back off for a sec. Right. Yeah. How does that person feel about it? They may not want this right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And I think along those lines too, just coming back to like what we can do, I think also just watching how you talk about yourself Mm-hmm. around other people. And mm-hmm. if you can bring the positivity or if you can just whip out the bathing suit that you love, no matter what, that yeah. is such a huge gesture for other people to be like, wow, she doesn't she, like, that's awesome. You know, she's getting the cheeseburger. Like maybe I'll get the cheeseburger next time or, yeah, you know, and, and just watching how you speak to yourself and how you talk about other people can also just be a really simple way to bring about positive change. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I will add to that, that I think sometimes it's really just about like the actions mm-hmm. and like showing that you're at, showing, showing that you are just naturally at peace with those actions. Um, because I do know that, um, sometimes when we are like, yeah, like I'm, I'm making this food choice and it's like, you know, um, I don't know how to, how to word this exactly. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, well, of course she can do that. Mm. 
that um, there's like a, a misconception of intuitive eating that like it only works for certain people because of the way that their genes are and the way that their body type naturally is. And I think we have to be careful because intuitive eating is for everyone. Yes. And, and, um, and, you know, making a food choice and then kind of like being excessively, um, like, I don't know, free about it sometimes can make people feel like, well, great. Like I'm over here eating this salad and she's eating this burger and like, good for you. Glad that works for you, but it doesn't work for me. Mm. Um, so it is kind of like, you know, that's why I always come back to talking about like cravings, you know, really just like what your, what your body wants as opposed to like, you know, I can eat whatever I want. And like, it isn't, you know, I think it's just, um, yeah, I just think sometimes that's something that I, I need to remember is just, just like the action and being at peace with the action is sometimes enough in those situations. Um, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I think when I was first starting to go through this, I was like, uh, well, I'm getting the cheeseburger, you know? Right. It's like, okay, it's empowering, but also at the same time, just do it and move on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And absolutely. And, and do what you actually want. Don't just get the cheeseburger because you're in that same space of like, I can eat whatever I want. It's like, no, get what your body's asking for. If your body is asking for the salad, get the salad, but then great. Yeah. Right. I totally get what you're saying. Do it from a place of like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just try. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a complicated thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. To talk about and and like probably needs like a lot more marinating before anyone's going to understand what the heck we're talking about. (laughs) This is a very Um, unique situation. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah, but it is, maybe somebody will listen to this and be like, ah, like I know exactly what they're talking about. Um, but yes, I think, yes. So I think just being at peace with your action is, is definitely inspiring in terms of, um, being around friends who you would love to try this lifestyle out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where the time went. I say this every time, (laughs) but we are at the end of our time and I'm sad because this has been so inju- like rejuvenating and I just love talking about this stuff and oh me too I really I, do is there anything else that you want to say before we end our time I don't think so um I think just like you know I think to anyone who's listening to this just like continue to find more people who inspire you to live this kind of lifestyle. If it's something that you're interested in, um, just like, you know, even if it's a few people that pop up in your newsfeed every once in a while, like those are some great first steps in terms of surrounding yourself with messages that are going to be helpful. And some of the tools that will help you to start listening to your body more. Um, I know that that was really helpful for me in terms of just kind of like following maybe five accounts at first that I was like, yeah, like these people are talking about things that really matter to me and things that I think will help me. Um, so it doesn't have to feel like a big daunting thing. Um, and a huge lifestyle shift. It can truly start by just like changing some of the messages that you're taking in. Um, and just allowing yourself to very gently see those over time and your mind will start to warm up to the idea. Um, 
Cause I know that I wish that somebody had said that to me, that it, it is going to be a long journey. Um, but just to be able to kind of digest those things over time is enough. Like that is, that is a really great first step. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do a post sometime this week where I introduce, well, when this is released, it'll, Mm -hmm. the time will all be weird, but um, (laughs) I'll try and link up some of my favorite accounts, um, for this kind of stuff, because like, I think that's, I totally agree. A huge first step and something that's been really helpful for me too. And just feel less alone. And the messages you want to be intaking are more readily yes. available. <laughs> Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, well, thanks so much, Austin. I oh, thank so you. Glad. This has been so lovely. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> the magical interweb has connected us and I know. I'm grateful for your work and this has just been so great. <laughs> thank you, Stephanie. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for being here and we will all chat soon. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.